It's always a privilege to be here. We enjoy being here in revival uh, last month, and uh, and I'm so privileged to be here today. Uh, we want the Lord to have His way. We love your pastor, of course, and all the saints of the Lord. And I want to encourage everyone here again, as Pastor mentioned, uh, to make it a top priority to receive the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Entonces, quiero animar toda persona que que está por acá recibir el don del Espíritu Santo. Porque no podemos entrar en los reinos de Dios, ni siquiera verlo sin el don del Espíritu Santo. So, you need to be baptized, tengamos que ser bautizado, and filled with the Holy Ghost, llenado con el Espíritu Santo. To be saved, para ser salvo. And this should be your greatest priority. Debe ser su prioridad más importante de toda su vida. And, uh, and uh, I appreciate all of those that are working in evangelism. Aprecio todos que están trabajando en el evangelismo. Evangelismo, perdón. And, uh, and I know God is going to, uh, to bless your work. Yo creo que el Señor se va a bendecir a su obra. And as we spread the word, como nosotros repartimos la semilla santa de la palabra, God will, God will make plants, they will begin to grow. El Señor hará que empieza de crecer las plantas o las almas. The Bible said, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Dijo la Biblia, así que la fe viene por el oír, y el oír por la palabra de Dios. So we need to witness, tengamos que testificar, and give people this powerful word of God, dar a la gente este palabra poderoso, poderosa, perdón. So, uh, again, the book of Acts chapter number one. I feel like I'm forgetting something here, but I can't, I don't know what it is. Hallelujah. See, I'm forgetting what, it, what I'm forgetting. Acts chapter number one and verse number four. And being assembled together with them, commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but she shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And we'll skip to verse number eight. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. But ye shall receive power. How many are going to help me preach tonight? The book of Romans chapter number eight. And verse number one, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For, uh, for, law of sin and death. for what the law could not do in that it was, everybody say weak. What the law could not do in that it was weak to the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of God, uh, the law might be revealed, fulfilled in us who walked not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And let's look at verse number eight. So then, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And uh, verse number uh, 13, for if he live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So the Lord said, I want to give you the power of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. There is a definite advantage. And uh, uh, there is a, uh, what you struggle with without the Holy Ghost, you will not struggle necessarily in the same way, the same measure. When you're uh, against that, whatever it is. Uh, when you're full of the Holy Ghost. And so there is an advantage in the mechanical world. I'll use this as an example during our preaching briefly. There is something called the mechanical advantage, force multiplication. It's not, not complicated. But God has given to us a Holy Ghost power that gives to, uh, gives to us an advantage over our carnal existence and over our previous carnal lives without power and dead. And so my title, I, I share with that to tell you that my title is The Spiritual Advantage. And God wants you to be full of the Holy Ghost so that you would have the advantage of being able to live above sin, 
of being able to live above condemnation. The advantage of having joy in your heart and, and having uh, the strength, as Pastor mentioned this morning, más grande es el que está con nosotros que el que está en el mundo. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And this is what comes when you get the Holy Ghost. Let's pray together. The Lord would have his way. Lord Jesus, we ask you to speak to us. God, we pray that you have your way tonight. I want to be your mouthpiece, Lord. And God, we ask you to do this. Help us to respond to your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you can be seated. Pueden tomar sus asientos. Hallelujah. Amen. The spiritual advantage. The spiritual advantage. The Lord said, and we're going to turn in our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40 and verse number 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the Lord, the, ever, the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Notice here the word strength is mentioned twice. And when it comes to waiting on the Lord, when it comes to receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, one of the things that you can expect is you can expect the strengthening power of God. Amen. There is, a, there is an advantage in, uh, in waiting on the Lord. One of the basic mechanical advantages or one of the tools that is one of the most basic machines is a fulcrum. And I'll use this here briefly. This represents a rod or something like a crowbar. And if you take this fulcrum, if you take this crowbar, if it didn't have these, this piece, uh, and you were to put it on an edge of something that was very firm, the force, the force that you put down, let's say you're trying to move something on that side, you put it under a big, huge rock. The force that you put here, let's say you put 100 pounds of force if this is four times the length of this small portion here, then you multiply the force, I believe, by, by four times, something like that. There is a, it's called a force multiplier. So even though you put four, four, 100 pounds of force, it puts out against that rock 400 pounds of force if the distance is correct. This is how... Uh, a, a, a simple tool, and even though it's just a rod, a crowbar is a simple tool. This is how a simple tool gives to men a mechanical advantage. I'm going to preach about the Holy Ghost here today. I've not preached about it in this way in this church, uh, and I'm not even going to regress and go over the things that uh, we have talked about. Uh, but today, there is something that uh, will allow your life to have a tremendous advantage, and, uh, and, and that is how the Holy Ghost works works in your life. It works in many different ways, but there is a spiritual advantage in the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I, I remember reading how that these pulleys work. Some of us, we have small or simple pulley systems in, in our garages. Most of us don't have those now, but especially in commercial uh, garages where you've got these large, uh, large metal uh, doors that they, they roll up. Uh, they've got these chains that hang down and you pull the chain and really, if you look at the top, there's various pulleys that are up there, usually just a couple, and it multiplies the force that you are using when you pull it down. You really may only be giving just 20 or 30 pounds of force. You're not giving that much, but the pulleys that are up there can multiply it. Some of you are familiar with the way that sailboats have worked for many hundreds of years. They use pulley systems. Maybe you've even seen pulley systems where there's actually two and three pulleys you pull it down and according to the way that the rope is uh, uh, it goes over those pulleys uh, you can multiply the force that you pull down by as much as 40 times it depends on the length of the ropes the size of the wheels uh, it is called a force multiplier amen a force multiplier and uh, the holy ghost works in this way hallelujah the book of ephesians chapter number one 
in verse number 19 said, uh, talked about the exceeding greatness of his power, the exceeding greatness of the power of God. Ephesians chapter 6 and 10 said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Psalms chapter 62, power belongeth unto God. Psalm 66 and verse 6, being girded with power uh, by his spirit. The book of Luke chapter number 30, uh, chapter 4 and verse number 32 his word was with great power. Psalms 106 and 8, that he might make known unto you his mighty uh, power. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 22 and verse 29, you do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. And finally, the book of Matthew, chapter 28 and verse 18, Jesus says, all power is given unto me. Paul preached that the faith of the saints would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He said, I preach to you in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. There is a power in the Holy Ghost. There is a force that can move mountains in the Holy Ghost. There is something that can give you an advantage that you cannot have in this life in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let's take a few moments here tonight and let's worship the Lord. Let's love the Lord together. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's wait on the Lord a little bit here this morning or this, this evening. God, we love you. We love you. We love you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I felt this. I felt this in prayer a little bit last night. Felt it in prayer this afternoon. Very strong. Felt it before the service. Uh, uh, as I'm beginning to preach, uh, uh, I'm not feeling the hunger. I'm not. I'm not going to just uh, uh, blame it on anybody here today. I'm not doing that. But uh, uh, we need to wait on the Lord. There needs to be. There's. There's not much anointing right now. I. I, I want to feel the anointing. I hope you've prayed today because I have prayed today. Hallelujah. So let's pray together. The Lord would have His way tonight. We want to have an anointed uh, message delivered to us. Lord Jesus, we ask you to help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 God, we seek you. We seek you. We seek you, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm just going to wait on the Lord a little bit. I'd like to, I'd like to feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we love you, we love you, we love you, Lord, today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we need your spirit. We need your spirit. We need your spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I love you, Lord, today, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I worship you, I worship you, Lord, today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not going to preach any uh, long time, but we need, to, we need to have the Holy Ghost speak to us tonight. Hallelujah, we need to have the Lord speak to us. Let's continue praying just a little bit. Thank you. I've got a message here and, and all of that, but we need an anointing here. We need a, an atmosphere of hunger. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord Jesus, we love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. God, we seek you. We seek you. We seek you. We seek you, Lord. Oh, we love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God, today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, yes, Lord, Jesus, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, holy ghost, holy ghost, holy ghost, holy ghost, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, God, we need your spirit, we need the Holy Ghost, we need the Holy Ghost, we need the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost power, Holy Ghost anointing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God, I seek you, we seek you, we worship you, Lord, today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Ghost power, Holy Ghost power. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I love you. Lord, have your way tonight. Have your way in this service. God, have your way in this service, Lord. Have your will, God. You know the needs that are here today. God, you know the needs that are here today. Hallelujah. Jesus, you know the needs that are here today. God, you know the needs that are here today. Hallelujah. Oh, you know the needs that are here today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we need your spirit. God, we need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just feel like we need to pray a little bit. We won't be here a long time tonight, but let's try to pray. Hallelujah. Wait on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we need your spirit. We need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we need your Holy Ghost power, your Holy Ghost anointing. <clears throat> oh, we need the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we need you, Savior. We need you, Savior, today. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you, I worship you, Jesus. 
Jesus, 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 Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, we love you, Lord, today. Hallelujah. God, we love and praise you. We worship you. We worship you, Savior. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we love you today, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we love you, Lord. We love you, Savior, today. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Is there a hunger in your heart for the things of God? Hallelujah. Is there a hunger and a thirst in our hearts for the things of God? God, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, 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 Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, if you need the Holy Ghost, right now is a good time to seek the Lord with all of your heart. To seek the Lord with all of your heart. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Oh, are you hungry for God? Are you ready for the rapture? Are we ready for the rapture? Hallelujah. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Oh, we need to shake ourselves. Are we ready for the coming of the Lord? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, stir us up, Lord, in the Spirit. Stir us up, God, in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God doesn't ask any more of us than we need to give. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, give and it shall be given unto you. Oh, we've got to give our hearts to him. Hallelujah. Expect a blessing from heaven. Jesus, Jesus, help me not to go through the motions, Lord. Jesus, help me not to be going through the motions. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Oh, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Uh, are you filled? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Are you ready for the rapture? If any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Uh, the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken to change your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Uh, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot go to heaven in the rapture of the church. Uh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm careful. I, I, I don't want to break the move of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to grieve the Spirit. Oh, yes, we've got to let the Lord draw us. There's got to be a desire for the Holy Ghost to move in our hearts, a hunger for the things of God. Oh, yes, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. Oh, yes, the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, let the Holy Ghost touch you today. Let the Spirit of God touch you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, yes, 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 Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, it's the last days, it's the last days, it's the last days. The Lord is coming. Are you ready for the Lord? Are you ready for the rapture of the church? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together tonight. Those of you that are praying at the altar, you can keep praying. It's fine. But the rest of us, let's stand. And I don't want to I won't have you stand. Just a few moments. I'm not sure what the situation exactly is, but this is something I've experienced a few times. This is a wonderful congregation. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not frustrated and angry, and that's uh, uh, something that can, that can get some people distracted. But I feel like there needs to be, at least in, uh, in some hearts, my, my suspicion, my, my thought would be that there are some folks that really need a revival of hunger and, uh, in this church. And remember that when you're speaking in tongues and renewing yourself in the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost really have his way. Take some time. Don't just speak a little bit of tongues and, and say, well, I got a renewing in the Holy Ghost. Look, I'm telling you, it is our human nature to just go through the motions. And the only thing I can, I can suspect is that is this is not the first time since I've been here that this has happened, that I come to the pulpit and I, I've got a message from God and, and I'm starting and all of a sudden the, 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 for some reason there's not, there's, not, uh, there's not a hunger. I just feel like maybe there's not a hunger. I realize many of us are elderly, many of us, uh, and, and you can be tired and you can be weary and so on. But still, we, we can just give out a little bit of effort. And, and, and I know many of you have, and you've been praying. But maybe we need to put out a, a little bit more and somehow stir up our hearts. 
the young people, we need to give more. Young ladies, uh, we, we've got to give more. We can spend or you can spend 20, 30 minutes getting ready. Some people more than that, looking at yourself and preparing yourself. But when we come to pray, we've got to pray in the Holy Ghost. And young men, we need to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'll just say this. I've been here a little bit. Some of you are way too timid in your prayers. We need to be praying in the Spirit. We need to get the Holy Ghost in the, in, in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're living in the last days, folks. And, and what we need is, in the United States, we have not seen the wars that Europe has seen. And I'm not going to preach a whole message, but I'm going to tell you that we are living in the last days. It's not going to keep on going like this. And uh, I thought about a message I preached. I guess I shouldn't even say. But anyway, uh, the Bible said, God is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance. Second Peter chapter number 2 said, In the last days there would come scoffers, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continued as they were from the beginning of creation. But this they knowingly are ignorant of, that by the word of the Lord the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water we by the world were by the world that then was being overflowed with water perished Noah's day the world perished but the heavens and the earth by the same word are kept uh, this heaven by the same word are kept reserved unto fire against the judgment and perdition uh, or the day of judgment and so uh, it says uh, it's, let me see here but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And we are living in a time when the United States is more wicked than has ever been. They're actually encouraging our children to choose their gender and then to perform surgeries which will alter them for the rest of their life. This is mainstream. It's wicked. Remember that God's destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And the attitude of, of, so, of, of Noah's day, Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 17, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the day of the Son of Man. You can be seated for a moment. I've been up here for 30 minutes. I won't take much time here. But uh, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the, of the Son of Man. And uh, I, I just could not feel the anointing when I kept on trying to preach this message. I could not feel the anointing. But, but I feel like, uh, I do feel like we're in the Spirit. I feel like God's challenging us. And uh, the problem of Noah's day the Bible said they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that the flood came and took them all away. They did not listen to Noah for a hundred years. Some people say uh, more than a hundred years. The Bible said once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. First Peter chapter three. The long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. I feel like I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Thank God. I feel this. He said the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. And then we just read to you from, from 2 Peter. That was 1 Peter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3 says God is not slack. He's not lacking in diligence. God has a plan. And it's not gonna, things are not going to go on forever. God is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness. But his long-suffering, long-suffering to usward, He's waiting. He's suffering. The word long-suffering actually means God is putting up. God is enduring feelings of hurt. God is suffering. Let me ask you, uh, we, need to, I, we know the answer to this, but does God have to keep on suffering? Does God, the creator of the ends of the world, keep having to put up with millions of babies being killed in the womb? Because men want to be uh, ungodly and immoral and rather than keep themselves from unions outside of marriage they just recklessly feed their flesh and treat each other like animals with no commitment 
creating a baby with a heartbeat and all the design and little feet and, and little toes and fingers and, and, and a brain that is developing. It's a person. David said, you knew me in the womb and you counted all of my members and they are being destroyed by the millions around the world. If you've experienced abortion, don't tell anybody here. If it's bothering you, you can talk to pastor and his wife. And we don't ask for you to, but I'm going to tell you, God covers it in the blood. It's, it can be covered in the blood. We are, we're living in a, in a day of judgment. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was the deception in the days of Noah? The deception is all things were, will continue as they were from the days so from the beginning of time, beginning of creation, nothing's going to change. And I was going to give you a scripture. I'll go ahead and mention it now. Ecclesiastes 8 and verse number 11. Because the sentence, like the judgment in a case, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. And we could go to verse number 13 where it said, Though a sinner do evil for a hundred years, I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, but it shall not be well with those, and basically said that sin and, and do unrighteousness. The thing that deceives people is that God waits. God is waiting, and so it deceives people. They think that there will be just like the man that, that has, you know, nowadays you could commit all kinds of crime. And so they know they won't be arrested. They know they won't go to jail if they steal less than $800 in many states across the United States. They know that they can go and create mayhem on the streets, and many of them will not be arrested because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. And even those that commit murder now can spend 20 and 30 years on death row. If they are even uh, appointed to die, many of them will live decades. And so they're not afraid. And people aren't afraid. And Americans aren't afraid. It's difficult as an evangelist. I've mentioned this before. It is so difficult to preach in America that we could be at war. And yet, look, that we are responsible in this country of exporting about 80 to 90% of all the pornography in the world. We're not so righteous. And the days have come where the ruling party, and I, I don't want to you know, get political here, but the ruling party, evidently only one out of three of them even identify as a Christian. A nation that is becoming less Christian and more hedonistic. A nation that is becoming more pagan. People covering themselves with tattoos and, ear, and piercings and so on. And again, if that happened to your life before, uh, that, that doesn't, God doesn't even, uh, uh, none of that counts against you. Uh, it's under the blood of Jesus Christ. But we have all of the earmarks, all of the, all of the proof is that we are becoming more pagan. And the judgment of God is pending against this generation. Remember some of the basic things we know from the prophecies. That the Antichrist will rise out of the Middle East. I personally believe that he may come out of Assyria for various places that are mentioned about the Assyrian being a type of the Antichrist. In the book of Isaiah, in the book of Ezekiel, and other books. But whatever you want to believe, the book of Daniel specifically calls him the man of sin. That he arises, and, and this king of the north, and, and you've got the king of Syria. These are what Daniel chapter number 10 was talking about in 11. The king of the north. Is Syria. The king of the south is somehow uh, an empire. That in, in, I don't want to be too complex for you here today, but uh, the, the Ptolemaic Empire, or it was Egypt, ruled by some generals and a, a line that originally had started from uh, one of the generals of Alexander the Great. Anyway, it talks about warring, warring back and forth, and, and finally the king of the north, and uh, he sets himself up as God in Jerusalem and offers the abomination of, of desolation, and then he rises up again the people and, and there's wars and so on but this king of the north becomes he becomes the antichrist the book of revelation speaks of the antichrist the mark of the beast the book of revelation talks about uh in one place one third of the cities and i believe it's it's the world that one third of the cities they will fall in earthquakes 
The book of Revelation speaks of one-third of all the waters becoming blood. The book of Revelation speaks of a meteor coming out of, uh, of, of heaven, out of space, and causing one-third of all the waters to become bitter and even to kill uh, both animals and human beings. The book of Revelation speaks of the bottomless pit and these creatures coming out of the bottomless pit. I don't believe they're helicopters. <laughs> I don't believe that they are drones. I, I don't believe that they are humanoids or some kind of... Uh, no, no, no. These are, these are living beings beings that may be demonic or some you know uh, something we've never seen in this world before and they will torment they'll be slimy type of creatures that that they bite with their tails and they are very strong and they fly and they will torment men for five months and men will desire to die and this is written in the book of revelation we are we are living in the last days one of the things that is so apparent to us that we're in the last days and that is that all the technology now exists for the mark of the beast. When the, uh, uh, when the Antichrist pr produces his world financial system, he will force everyone to take a mark, small and great, rich and poor. And those that would not take the mark, they will be killed. I know even as I'm saying this, there is an inherent uh, almost uh, 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 something that resists hearing how close we are to the coming of the Lord and to the days to the days of the great tribulation, and that's the spirit of this generation, the spirit of slumber, the spirit of apathy. Amen. The spirit, the Bible said the iniquity of Sodom was pride and abundance of bread, fullness of bread and abundance of idleness. We don't know what it's like generally to be desperate. Even our poorest people, many of them have enough clothes and they've got all kinds of stuff. They've got food to eat. Even many of the poorest in the United States, they've even got cars, but not so in so much of the world. It's a lot more, it's a lot easier in Mexico and Brazil and the Philippines to get people to understand we're in the last days because they are not inoculated with this with this whatever you want to call it the drink of, of, of prosperity and peace that has been with us for all these years and yet the skies are, are dark with the judgment of God that is coming the United States still has and they say 5,000 but really it's over 10,000 if you count all those that are in storage nuclear weapons that are able to, to destroy airfields and cities. And Russia has nuclear weapons. And, and we're on the brink of a time. If, if, if Putin doesn't decide to initiate a world war. The whole. The, what's going on now in Europe. Is really the beginning of a, of a changing of power. I'm not sure how things are going to go. But I know that it is highly possible. That the United States will become weakened. Either through an economic collapse. Or maybe even nuclear war. And we've been preaching this for a long time. We've been talking about the last days for many years. And it's reached the point where you don't even hear preaching about hell and heaven. People aren't even thinking about the last days. They're thinking about the next conference. They're thinking about their, their, their hunting equipment. And it's not wrong in itself. They're thinking about retirement. They're thinking about homes. Hey, it's not like it was in the 70s when I got the Holy Ghost. No, it's not. We were looking for the coming of the Lord. When Jerusalem was taken, the fear of God was in the church. We were saying, Lord, we are getting ready for your coming. But now we are used to just everything is going on and it's going on. And even though there are still those submarines, each one of them, the United States has, has, has a, over 200 nuclear weapons. And just in one submarine, there's a thousand times the destructive power of the two bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki on one submarine. We've got 20 of them. We have, we have missiles, and we have missiles that are in bunkers, and so does Russia. We have missiles that are uh, carried by bombers, and so does Russia. And Russia has, uh, you know, uh, I hate to even preach, you know, using, because uh, we don't know what's going to happen, using modern day or contemporary news. But it could easily erupt. And we could easily, we are going to change chapters. The book is going to change chapters. It's not always going to be America the great and America the beautiful. And I want it to be. I wish it could go on. But that's not the plan of God. We need a revival in America. The only thing that can happen that would cause America to have some time is to have a great revival. And the only thing that's going to produce a great revival is more prayer and more humility. I got it in my heart not to preach very long here today, uh, and, and I don't want to, but we need a lot more humility in the church. 
I'll just tell you, we're not in the sacrificial humble gear in the apostolic church. Generally, there's a lot of self-promotion. There's a lot of ostentatious. There's a lot of braggadociousness. There's a lot of individualism. There's not enough humility. And we don't have to worry about the others. We got to think about ourselves. We got to have here. We're going to you, you folks are going to have a bigger church. It's going to be wonderful if the Lord tarries. But there's got to be an engine inside of the church of God. There's got to be something burning inside of us. There's got to be a zeal to reach the lost in the last days. We've got to know that our Lord is coming. It's time for us to look it's time for us to look up and look toward the east for our redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I'm going to draw, I'm going to get too close here in a few moments. You can be seated. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Jesus himself said, don't fear man which can destroy the body, but fear him. In the book of Matthew 10, 27, fear him which is able to cast both body and soul in hell. Matthew 10, 10 18, I'm sorry. Fear him which is able to keep, to cast both body and soul in hell. Men aren't afraid because they just think everything will go on like it is. But that's not what happened in World War I when there was no way to get out of it. It was either stop Germany, it was either stop the Axis powers or be overrun. There was no running from World War I and 20 to 30 million people died. There were some battles where 60,000 troops tried to jump out of the trenches, the, the, the British Tories, and they tried to, to go in advance, and 40,000 of them died within hours, machine gunned down. There were times when hundreds of people were destroyed by gas bombs and other uh, continual, continual warfare, and then it stopped for 20 years, just 20 years. Japan invaded China, and then... Uh, and, then, uh, uh, and then Germany uh, said, well, actually, uh, Czechoslovakia really belongs to us. We'll just annex Czechoslovakia. And the Allies didn't want to have war. And they said, well, maybe he'll be satisfied with Czechoslovakia. But that's not what he said. I think we're going to make a deal with Russia. We're going to take over Poland. Part of Poland should belong to us. It never should have been given to Poland. It should have been ours. And they started moving in on Poland. And the allies said, maybe he'll stop there. Maybe Poland, and they were, they were watching, and they were building up. It sounds familiar with our times. Maybe Russia will stop. Maybe they'll give in. It's not going to happen unless there's a complete re regime change. And I'm not prophesying. I have no word from God over how this is going to be. I'm just telling you, this is a major, major happening. Major happening. This is not just a little war, folks. This is, not, this is how things are changing. And I'm not really preaching just about this war. I'm telling you that we are getting to the end of time. And during the church age, we need to be afraid. And things begin to happen in World War II. The United States wanted to stay out of it. They wanted, they didn't want anything to do with war again. Not again, not again. We lost a couple hundred thousand men and uh, like I say, 30, 20 to 30 million people died in World War I. But the Japanese started, and they had been in China, and they took over, uh, they took over Hong Kong, and they took over Thailand, and they took over Burma, and then they took over, uh, so they took over Singapore, and then they invaded Indonesia, and then they were threatening to even bomb, and they came and even bombed, and, and tried. their next goal was to take over Australia. They took over many islands that belonged to France and Great Britain and the United States. Nobody wanted to go to war. Because it shook everybody's confidence what's going to happen. And then they bombed, they bombed Pearl Harbor right around that time. About the same time they took, started taking over some of the bigger countries. And the United States declared war. War on both sides. And for four years, war and destruction. War and destruction. Remember that Germany, the cities, lay in ruins. Remember that, that London itself lost hundreds of thousands of people that were bombed just out of nowhere. The, the buzz bombs would come in or the bombers would come in at night. And those that weren't shot down, they dropped their bombs and hundreds of thousands of people died. The cities were, some of them were just, were part in ruins. And, and uh, this is what really happened, folks. It really happened. You say, it won't ever happen to America. I wonder why that we think that. I wonder why we think that. I wonder why that we, we distance ourselves so much from the judgment of God that has come around the world. You wouldn't say that if you lived in the South during the Civil War. 
You wouldn't say that if you had been a resident of Georgia or uh, some, some of the cities that were burned down, Jackson and Atlanta. Or you wouldn't say it if you had a relative that was killed when over one, 5% of the population of the United States died in that war. 700,000 people died. Now, well, I'll just finish here. World War II, 40 to 60 million people died. 40 to 60 million people. About 500,000 American soldiers died in that war. 20 million Americans were involved in just the armed forces of America. One in five people in the United States of all adults were involved in one way or another in trying to produce enough food, enough whatever, to keep America from, from being destroyed. And we are living in the last days. I'm telling you, I'm another voice. You can, you can remember this. Uh, I, I don't think that I'm going to be made to, be look, to, to look foolish. But we are living in, we're living in the last days. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to wake up. In every church service, we need to come and we need to be, we need to be seeking after God. We need to be supporting this pastor. God forbid that this pastor has to come to this pulpit more than he should. And I'm, I don't know the situation, but God forbid, and I, I say that in the fear of the Lord, that he has to come here uh, too many times when, when, uh, when people are not showing a desire for the things of God. You want to wear out a pastor? You want to know how to wear out a pastor? It's when the pastor has a vision and the pastor has zeal and the pastor has something given to him from God. But he comes and there's not a hunger and there's not an intensity. It's difficult to become. It's difficult to become an orator when you're a sincere man of God. It's difficult to go through a sermon and you can't even feel that the people are hungry and that they're wanting to listen to what you have to say. It shouldn't be that way. I hope it's not that way. But you know what I think? I think some of us need revival. I think some of us need to get the fear of the Lord in our lives. Let's all stand together today and worship the Lord. I want to open up these altars. If anyone wants to come and pray and seek after the Lord, hallelujah. Let's come and let's get a revival. Let's get a renewal in our heart. Hallelujah. Let's come and let's talk to the Lord together. Before we leave this place, we can take a few more minutes and we can talk to the Lord. If you need the Holy Ghost... Come on, you need to seek the Holy Ghost with all of your heart. If you need to be baptized, you don't need to put it off one more day. You need to get baptized as soon as possible. It's time to get with the program. It's time to get the fear of God. The Lord is coming anytime. The rapture of the church is going to come and many people are going to be left behind because they did not believe that the Lord was coming. People are going to be deceived and left behind. And the world will be headed to the judgment of God. So many people were deceived by the long-suffering of God. Don't be deceived by God waiting. God will pour out his judgment. The only reason he's waiting is so people will be saved. The only reason why he has not come already is so you could be saved, so others could be saved. That's the only reason he hasn't already come. He's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. But it's going to change in a little bit. God's going to say, it's enough. We're moving into the tribulation. It's over. The judgment of God is now, it's going to come. The Antichrist will take over. Come on, we got to have the fear of the Lord. Oh, let's seek the Lord together tonight.